find some tunes. All right. Well, good morning today. Um, well, actually, today is just ridiculous because I've got three people here uh, that are about to head off on the adventure of a lifetime. So I'd like to start by introducing, so we've got Tim Franklin, and you can probably figure out who that is by process of elimination. <laughs> he describes himself as a regular bloke hailing from Brisbane, so, mate, hometown. Um, his mission is to break the current world record of running around the world in 434 days, which was set back in 2017. Now, the total distance, and again, I, I'm still trying to get my head around this because this is madness, it is 26,232 kilometres, and his plans to knock it over in 433 days because the last record was 434. Um He's got to knock over more than oh, 63 kilometres a day, going to be crossing 23 countries over five continents. So in here as well, I have Chelsea and Liz, who are his support crew, because as you could imagine, there's some uh, complexities with trying to run around the world, um, you know, like keeping yourself going, um, as well as, you know, some of the basic logistical challenges. So today we're going to find out a little bit about why on earth Tim wants to run around the world, why Chelsea and Liz have packed up their entire lives to support him running around the world. Um, we're going to find out how all this happened. So good morning, guys. Thank you. Welcome. Morning. 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 Thanks for having us. Yeah. Uh, I'm again. I'm. I'm so delighted to have you guys here. Um, when I met you this morning, I uh, mentioned that I think you're all out of your minds, mm. which is fantastic. I'll, I'll. I'll be honest. That's actually a compliment. Like I. I really dig that. I. I love a bit of madness. Um, Tim, I'll start with you because you know your circus. You're the man that's actually got a you know, pound the pavement, knock out 63 kilometres a day. Mate, you don't just wake up and decide to run around the world. Take me back. You weren't always a uh, ultramarathon runner, were you, mate? No, I was uh, arguably the complete opposite. Um, just a fit, active kid, you know, played all the sports um, at home on the street, usually mum putting her head out the window, calling us in because dinner's ready. Um, and that was that was my life, like a lot of cricket, a lot of rugby, uh, until I was about 13, 14, and then my body started to fail me a little bit. Just had a few growing pains, just through puberty, my body just didn't handle it all too well. So I just had a lot of lot of pain. I had um, significant scoliosis, which caused a lot of pain. I have uh, Osgood schlatters in both knees, which is like a tendon growing at a different rate to the bones. Um, and then I have a significant leg leg difference as well. So that really hurt me and just just put a handbrake on any sort of movement without pain. So I just stopped, to be honest. I became sedentary. Um, and then that endorphin release you get from exercise, I, I found in food. Um, and I found in unhealthy foods and overeating. And so I just I just basically became sedentary more and more and more and more unhealthy. I still love sport. Um, I just wasn't participating in it as I was as a kid and, and really put on some significant weight in like three or four years, uh, late high school, and then obviously early into my uni days. Um, but I always loved movement and stuff like that. So I made a decision um, when I was in my early to mid twenties that I've got to get fit again. I went for a run and it was the hardest thing um, I ever did. I ran 2.2 kilometers, felt like I was going to perish and um, haven't really stopped then. So that was about 2004. 
Now, I feel like we've lost... I feel like we've glossed over a few points here because obviously there's a lot to jam into that. Mm. So understandably, if you've had, you know, a few physical challenges, makes sense that that's all become difficult. And I can understand how you'd sort of let that slide. Uni, not the best place to sort of, you know, get into a healthy eating regime. Had, had you sort of finished uni when you started this? Were you working? Yeah, I, I probably had finished uni. I sort of gave gave myself a little bit of a challenge at uni to start to get fit. But when you're in that, like you say, where I mean, I'm surrounded by, you know, partying and recreational substances that one probably shouldn't do. And, and like, I've got a great group of mates, but every time a decision, you know, had to be made, well, the zig or zag, we probably zagged when we should have zigged um, and got ourselves in, you know, more and more like health trouble, I suppose. But my, my real journey started probably just after uni. Um, so I was working as a solicitor at the time. So I finished law degree and started working. Um, and and then, yeah, had a bit of a light bulb moment. I was actually read an article. I was working on an insurance claim and I read an article that had um, where the mother had lost her child in a car accident. And and the mother had said the hardest thing uh, a parent has to do is bury their own child. And, and then I was like, well, everything that my parents had done for me, you know, the valuing roof over my head, clothes on my back, food on the table, education. And I was just sort of arguably spitting it back in their face and disrespecting them. So that was probably a moment in time that I look back and go, shit, Tim, let's, yeah. let's make a change. Let's make a change for the healthier. Um, and geez, I'm glad I did. And Tim, you've done a lot of running over the years. We figured that out, but you've sort of gained some notoriety when we all got locked into our homes um that seems to be because you know as i've searched for you on the internet and i've done a bit of research trying to find out who is tim franklin uh and you've got to search tim franklin brisbane i've noticed because there is another tim franklin hogging some of your limelight so we've got to work on that you, you need a wikipedia page need an seo yeah mate, gotta, yeah, yeah gotta, gotta g that up for you <laughs> now you were locked in like the rest of us um, I was uh, drinking beers, smoking meats. I also discovered that if you get like a block of Philadelphia cream cheese and put it in your smoker, sweet baby Ooh. Jesus. Ooh. <laughs> oh, oh mate. Like it is, I'm just there and I, I remember taking a photo of it and I'm like, this lockdown, fat. Fat is what I'm getting. Um, <laughs> so I decided to get fat. Um, you decided to run a marathon in your apartment? Mate, how bored were you? Yeah, yeah, I, I lived by myself at the time. <laughs> so so I was going slowly, probably insane like a lot of us. But the the origin of that is a, a very good friend of mine, she messaged me that a, a, a gentleman in France had run a marathon in his apartment. And I was like, I might as well give it a go, see if I can beat his record. So I did. I did. Uh, I completed 2,000 laps of a 21-meter circuit in my little West End two-better um and had the world record for the fastest uh in apartment marathon for all of 24 hours i got rolled the next day <laughs> by some bloke in sydney so i didn't have it for too long but yeah it's six hours and 45 minutes i think it took and oh. and, and the, the sort of the the premise for that was i don't know a little bit of entertainment for for people something fun uh you know i'm, I'm lucky enough to coach a triathlon squad of adults and, and work with um, the young girls up at Brisbane Girls Grammar as a, as a running coach up there. So just a little 
not inspiration, but just, you know, take their minds off how everything had stopped and, and just, you know, say there's no excuses and you, you actually can keep moving. Well, there is. I can't be asked. And do you know how good some of is? <laughs> um, <laughs> but you decided that running a marathon in your apartment wasn't enough. How did you come up with the next challenge you entertained yourself with? Yes, yeah, so so the next challenge, and I think you're referring to Everesting. I am referring to Everesting. <laughs> I can tell you not once in my whole life have I gone, hmm, what should I do this weekend? No, tell, tell us the story, Tim. And neither had I until that point. Uh, a friend of mine that I'd met in, in another the ultra marathon that I'd done um, was from the UK, and there was a gentleman in the UK that was going to uh, run the stairs in his, I think he had seven stairs in his apartment in, in London. So they had a lot stricter lockdown than obviously than, than we did through, through COVID. And he was, he ran Everest on a seven step staircase. And I said, well, whilst you're doing that in the UK, I'll do it in Brisbane. So we started simultaneously. So I think it was 2 PM here and he was 6 AM, um, in London. And we just, and we would, we were FaceTiming and Skyping, whilst we were doing it and I, um, in my apartment, it was, uh, eight levels and I completed that 161 times up and down for the equivalent of climbing. I think it was, I think, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure it was just from base camp to Everest. So it was like three and a half thousand meters of elevation gain, but it was, um, yeah, that, that hurt me. That one, that one hurt me a lot. I'm so glad I wasn't your roommate. <laughs> you were like, come on, chief, just get in here. No. No, all my neighbours with constant up and down oh, the stairs. So. Did you get a few complaints? I didn't actually. No. I didn't. They were all. They were all like, "It's the running guy." After yeah. they, after they, like, I'd been on Sunrise or something like that. They're like, "It's the running guy." The running and man. That's what I was known as. In there the, you go. In the apartment block. Punching up and down. Because, uh, and I did notice. Yeah, the um, the airflow in a stairwell non-existent. Yeah, not not mm. great. Especially a fire escape. Yeah, yeah. she was ugly business. Yeah. That's... Yeah. Unpleasant. Yeah. And the running down the stairs, because that didn't count for anything. I just had to get down. So running down the stairs, that, that's what really. Did your building not have a lift? I mean, come on. <laughs> it did. I, th I just felt like that was cheating because because <laughs> uh, the, the bloke in, in the UK had to do it on the seven stairs. He had to walk down the stairs. So I thought if he has to walk down that, I've got to walk down mine. <laughs> oh, this story keeps getting worse. Um, all right. So before we jump into your around the world trip, I'd like to talk to your support crew. So, look, we know Tim's out of his mind. Have either of you run a marathon or climbed Everest or just any, you know? I've run 10K. You run 10K? Once? <laughs> one one Twice. time? Yes. Twice. Yeah, same. That's the longest distance I've ever exerted myself for. 10 kilometres. Okay, so you guys are not part of Tim's triathlon squad, uh, not part of his ultra marathon squad, no. I'm guessing, because you've only done it. Yeah. Uh, none of this makes sense. How did you two end up? Now, I've been following your Instagram stories. You guys have quit your jobs. Yes. You have emptied your homes, like got rid of everything. I was killing myself laughing this morning, sleeping on a mattress on the floor. Like you've literally packed up your whole yep. lives mm -hmm. to do this. Correct. How on earth did we get here? Well, I guess we both met Tim at uh, the gym at Fitstop. Um, and Tim was always like kind of the class clown, kind of just. Alarican. Yeah, having fun, having. just Loves to flex a bicep. Yeah. 
Sarah if you've got it, you want it. I mean, that's what Fair they always enough. say, don't they? Yeah. And I remember we were talking about goals one day, and my goal, and this is going to sound so insignificant compared to what Tim's doing, but I've been, I was terrified of running back in the day, and my goal was to run one kilometre <laughs> under five minutes. And Tim was talking me through this goal. And then I turned to him and I was like, well, what's your goal? And he was like, oh, well, I want to run around the world. And I just went, you're bloody kidding me. <laughs> like, that's impossible. I literally walked away from that conversation thinking. There's no way. Well, He's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then we're at the Christmas party. So this is the gym Christmas the party. Gym Christmas, Christmas party. party. Yep. After a couple of wines. Yep. A couple, couple of couple of beverages. Yep. Uh, Tim was talking to us about his adventure, and he's like, "Oh, I just I need I need people to come with me. Like I need I'm trying to find a crew." And Chelsea and I <laughs> looked at each other, looked back at Tim, put our hands up, and Why we not? just went, "We could do that." And Tim was like, "Okay." So then that was the end of the conversation. And then the next day, Chelsea and I were driving to the beach. And I was like, I wonder if Tim remembers that conversation. Yeah, should we just night? message him and, and <laughs> see what the go is? So we messaged Tim, was like, look, we're keen. We just want some more information. And Tim was like, let's do it. A week later, we met up. Sat down. Like, this is my plan. Yeah. And we're like, all right, let's make it happen. Yeah. And how long ago was this? Oh, January. Yeah. Yeah. December, January. Yeah. So like only 10 months ago, yeah. you decided that you didn't have anything on for a year and a half. Yeah. <laughs> what else What else do we need to do? And you're like, yeah, look, I've checked my schedule. It's looking pretty empty. <laughs> I might just pack my life up. Basically, pretty much. Yeah. And a little bit of background from you guys. Uh, do, you, do you want to share your professions and how that might help, Tim? Um, we are both nurses that work in a major hospital or worked in a major hospital. Um, so we have that nursing and medical background. So we're going to bring that strength to this trip and we're going to look after Tim in that respect as well as everything else in terms of logistics and organisation. And Just keeping the machine running. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hopefully. If he listens of, to us. One of my big <laughs> questions, and I mean, aside from, like, I can't even keep up with the logistics of this, like, mm. you know, the shoes, the physical fitness, the clothes, mm. the washing, the... You know, yeah. uh, but then I, I was I was just like laying there thinking like how much food he would have to eat. And I, I, I watched an interview where I saw you burning like 7,000 calories yeah. a day. Yep. I'm like, mate, you're going to need to eat like six buckets of KFC a day. Yeah. Like just to nail the calories. Yeah. Are, are you guys helping him like manage his food plan? Yeah. Yep. So we'll probably be in charge of um, organizing when. Tim eats and what yeah. he eats so then when he arrives at his first stop or second stop or whatever, we can have something prepared or ready or we're at a place where he can get something yeah. substantial to keep him going. If it was up to Tim, he'd be eating a pizza every night for dinner. Yeah, yeah or a pub meal. Um, but I think... <laughs> I, was like, yeah. I think we've convinced him to steer away <laughs> from that. Because you can't stop for a sausage roll and an ice break. Well, well, yeah, yeah, like I, yeah, I've, I've trained my body to eat all sorts of like mm. all sorts of food at any time, and then be able to run on a full stomach, on you know an upset stomach. That's just part of what yeah. I've had to do, and 
but hopefully, you know, if it's me, that's what I'm doing. But hopefully, with like, well, with these girls, and I think they sell themselves short about their. I'm sure yeah, they do. Yeah. Uh, so, Tim, do you, do you want to, you know, since the uh, the girls are so modest, mm-hmm. do you want to throw some big ups to how they're actually helping put this oh, together? Yeah, absolutely. So, can, well, can, first of all, I've got think, this recorded, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, mate, this is, yeah, we, we can reuse <laughs> Just it. Just <laughs> First of all, I think they, they undersell their athletic prowess. Right. Somewhat. Um, um, in the gym, I'm comfortably, they hand my ass to me when we have to lift something. <laughs> Um, with these things um so they're that side of things is one thing and and yeah that i mean it wasn't it's not an easy decision obviously to 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 walk away for for 12 months i mean i've always said that you know 12 months such a small period of time in one's life let's go and do it and but that takes some guts right to 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 walk away and some courage to do so and and no doubt there's been there's been ups and there's been some downs across across the 12 months it has not been by any chance just smooth sailing between the three of us only because it is so humongous um but yet we're here we're bloody eight days away and and we are i think that we're humming as much as we've sort of hummed as a as a as a threesome don't say that that's our that's our only fans account you can't say that people are gonna get the wrong idea Hum. <laughs> Just gonna leave that one quite alone. Yeah, let's not go into that. Leave that in the smoker. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, Chelsea and Liz, what did your families say when you told them what you were gonna do? Oh, I think my parents were a little taken back. I don't think they really believed it at first. I think they thought I was just making it up just mm. for something to do. And then as we started nutting out the details. They were like, oh, okay, so this is what actually happened. And then as they've helped me pack my house, they're like, oh, no, bye, good luck. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, hopefully. Um, they're quite supportive. Yeah. And they obviously want to see us succeed and they Just want to see Tim succeed. So, generally yeah. shocked. Yeah. Because well, yeah. what about yourself? Yeah. Oh, I think because <clears throat> I've always loved to travel. Yeah. That's, like, been one of my things that I've always enjoyed doing. So I think they were excited for me in that respect, like, the feet of it all, like, wow, you're traveling around the world, you're going to see so many places, they're really excited. But then when you kind of get into the details about what Tim's doing, what we're going to have to do, there's a lot of, I don't like to say the word doubt, but there's a lot of concern surrounding it, which I think is normal for anyone. Absolutely. Um, About not only Tim's welfare, but our welfare, considering we're, you know, we're, two young females travelling probably majority of the day alone without Tim while he's out jogging. Um, <laughs> so I think concern for safety yeah. was um, also big on their list. But I think once they, once they see us out there and we're documenting everything on social media and trying to keep in contact with them as much as we can, I think that will that worry will kind of subside and seems like a fairly normal parental concern. Yeah. You go, you you what? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Because <laughs> exactly. like, you know, there's a backpacking through a Europe trip, which is probably reasonably predictable and yeah. you know, probably has a uh, mm. Mm. whereas this is just something else entirely. And it sort of leads me to ask the question, what do you I mean collectively, 
because I can't even figure out what would be the worst problem. What are you guys most concerned about, you know, as as you sort of lay things out and consider what you've got a, ahead of you? Oh, God. Probably one of the main concern for me is the unpredictability of the day-to-day. Like the logistics behind it is a major concern for me personally, just having to organise. I'm, if you know me personally, I'm like type A needs, I don't go with the flow very well. Like I need a plan, a place, (laughs) a plan, a plan, a place, a time. I need like, and I'm usually the one organising as well. So I need to have everything in place and to have that kind of taken away from me. I'm just... It's giving me much, <laughs> much anxiety. Yeah, I think I think it's fair to say that's probably caused the most anxiety between us yeah. because I'm the opposite to yeah. that. I'm like I, I I go I've just every day, no matter what happens, we we always when we have an issue here, we get to the end of the day and whatever happened is either not resolved, but we're still kicking mm. and we'll worry about it tomorrow. And that's how I sort of live everything. Uh, like and no doubt there's stress involved in that way, but it's very different to how these two operate, which I think is really good for me because I mm. I get some of that rigidity and probably good for them as well because they learn a little bit the other way that that you can. So I think at the start they might be like, "Oh, we need this," and I'll be like, "No, nah, don't yeah. worry about it." And that and that probably happened. Um, but I think as we're, we're and to their credit, they've been very good at and lately of just being like. Okay. Nah, awesome. Yeah, that's good. Great. Awesome. Like as opposed to where's this, where's this, where's this? It's um, funny because Tim will message us something. We'll be like, yeah, that's great. And then Chelsea and I will turn to each other and be like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll just yeah. like I'll debrief between us. Yeah. And, and, I like, can, yeah, and I can see and I can read between the lines of the text messages. But I'm like, that's awesome for me and my yeah. mindset that they're willing to, you know, compromise heavily mm. is is just been the best in the last month because this last month of like my life and theirs as well has just been like not a not a moment to 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 think to decompress I suppose everything like and I've lived and breathed this for for a long time now but nothing like this last month has been and and the thing that's fallen by the wayside is probably the training because I haven't Mm. had the time nor the the mind space which I don't think is a big problem I've got 433 days to train um but yeah, that's that 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 difference in how we think yeah. has been an issue. But I actually think it'll be an enormous strength when we hit the road because I'll be out running and these girls will be they'll be logistically on it, on it and they'll be on it. Where I think it'd be a bigger issue if it was the other way around. Yeah. Whereas because I want to finish the run and know exactly what I'm eating, where I'm staying. Whereas I think it was the other way around. It wouldn't get done. It no, would. It would. No. It would be done just <laughs> at the very last minute but but it would yeah like so i'd be a little bit more panicked but knowing these girls um will have like they have that rigidity and, and logistics organized makes it far more comfortable which means all i have to do is just go out there whistling dixie and and run for as long as i can <laughs> i was hoping you'd finish that sentence <laughs> <laughs> yeah that could have gone on a two ways <laughs> I, I also find that interesting that out of all the things that, you know, I was pondering that that's your largest concern is, is, you know, the, oh, my, it, my concern, please. Is, yeah, my concern's a little bit different. Um, my concern is driving an RV on the wrong side of the road through the United States. Um, I mean, I'm not overly familiar with driving a large car in the first place, let alone on the opposite side of the road. Do you need a special license um, for that? Maybe. 
Yeah, well, no, no one, no one said anything, so yeah, she'll so be right. So she'll be right. She'll, she'll be, be right. right. Yeah. We'll worry about that when we, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. That's Chelsea, a future problem. Yeah, that is future Chelsea. Chelsea problem. doesn't know this yet, but she'll be driving in the USA, yeah. and I'll be making sure that happens. If you've ever seen Liz drive, oh, if you hey. see if you see Liz yeah. on the road, no, get yourself off it. I just got my little Hyundai i twenty that I'm very comfortable driving. Put me in anything bigger than that, and I'm just like. Uh-oh. Where do I go? Yeah. Uh, you'll be all about that RV life by the time you yeah, get back. You'll be like, yeah, you got the got the big rig. I'll be all over you, it. You know, got to be doing the tooting that people yeah. going past. Yeah. I, I reckon you'll love it. And yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. We'll see. That'll be fine. We've got <laughs> insurance. And, and we've got a lot of insurance. We've got insurance. And um, we're not, you know, one thing is that we're not, it's not like we're driving four or 500 Ks a day. Like yeah. I've got to go 63, 65 Ks. So at most, I reckon we'd be driving maybe 100 kilometers a day if they they want to go because yep. i like we've got we want to capture as much as we can in the mm. content place but i also want to make sure that we see like it's not just the content capture of me but go around to the local like show off the world you know we've become mm. you know so cocooned because of covid and and not being allowed to travel that i want us to you know get moving and open the world up and yeah. and this this will be but why why not us doing that mm. it's know? one way to do it yeah and my yeah, you know, and back to the fear. My my biggest concern, obviously, is my body, um, yeah. and my mind, um, holding up. But um, the mind, I'm I'm more comfortable with. But the body is just such an unknown. So that's we that's, got you covered. Yeah. So these guys, obviously, we're doing everything we can um, to make sure that my body's okay and recovered. And you've obviously worked through a daily routine. I, I have to assume that you've got a plan. Of, of how you're going to manage, you know, Tim's daily existence and, and help him to get enough rest and recuperation. Mm. What what does that look like? How do you even do this? Well, to be fair, we probably we probably don't know that yet no. um, because I, I don't know. Like the only time I've run, so I've run a few 65K days just here in Brizzy, but that's easy. I'll go back to my own bed, you know, um, and, and sleep in my own bed, feed up. So it's not going to change a lot. And what I want to do is not change it a lot, just depending on how I feel. So, yeah. well, I'll just have a, I'll, I'll just have a really light breakfast, if, if anything at all, before I start, just a quick coffee and then away I go. And then I'll stop and, and take on some food and keep going. I'll, I'll try and knock over as much of the day's run before, say, 12 o'clock mm-hmm. as I can. And then we'll, we'll either eat, rest and go again or i'll just keep going depending on how i feel but every day is going to be different because the terrain will be different so again this is where it comes to that i don't want to lock any like plan in because once i change it then just be i feel like that creates more mayhem where if we just go okay to start today let's aim for four 16k runs so every 90 minutes we'll catch up and you guys go and do whatever you want what we need to do you know cooking cleaning booking accommodation, whatever, go to, go to head to the next town, see if the media guys are there waiting for us, go and try and hook up a free meal at the local cafe. <laughs> um, but that sort of stuff. And and because, yeah, I could do four, thir- four 16s, two 30s, whatever. So I don't want to – it'll just a day by day. And I think that'll keep us concentrating as well as opposed to, all right, see ya. And then we get complacent and think that's when I think things will go wrong. But if we're on it every day – um, mapping, knowing exactly where I'm going to be. I think that's a that's the way I think yeah. we'll approach it. Well, we'll try and map it out the day before, like mm. from where we stop, because obviously you have to start from where we stop. So we'll probably, after the last 
leg while you're maybe napping or doing whatever you want to do. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> we'll be maybe going for a drive to see what route's going to be the easiest for Tim to run. Um, Check the, what the weather's doing. Yeah. The terrain, you know, just all those sort of logistical things. I think things. our day-to-day will be quite regimented yeah. as much as we can in terms of getting things done and having a nice schedule down mm. pat, mm. whereas Tim's will be a bit more flexible. Yeah. And, Tim, how many hours does it take you, like, generally? Like, have you, have you got a ballpark number to smash out that 60-odd K? Yeah, so the plan is I won't. I don't want to be moving from when I take my first step to my last step for any more than 10 hours a day. So so I want to run, I want to run the time in about about six and a half to seven hours. So on on that six minute K pace is where I want to be sitting. Um, but then obviously there'll be periods where I walk as I'm consuming food or just walking because it's up a hill and it, it's just a bit easier. But yeah, no more that I don't want to be moving more than 10 hours a day. I don't think I've ever moved for 10 hours. Yeah. I'm I still. Like, I was struggling at six hours. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, again, you know, I'm, I wouldn't consider myself sedentary. You know, I've been up and been to the gym and done all my things. But like, there's just, there's such a, there's such a divide. And I think this is part of the fascination. And I think this is where people will, you know, really latch onto your story and what you're doing. I mean, the, the feat of human endurance here mm. is unlike anything i've heard for quite some time yeah um because you know it's not just you know it's impressive just to smash out 65k i'll be honest with you i think about people i know who go and do a marathon and you know train for six months and then like they say bloody proud of themselves to do that like one time Mm -hmm. and you know you're doing more than one of those every day and and it's the it's the duration that gets me um the fact that you know at one month three months six months and, you know, obviously it'll have excitement and things going on through it as well. But there's just, there's something just wild mm. about all of this. Do, do you have a strategy in place for what you're going to do through those middle months? Like, you know, where, you know, the excitement's sort of worn off, you, you're deep in the grind and all three of you are looking at each other going, what have we done? Is, is there, is that something you've sort of thought and talked about? Well, probably not, probably not as, as a group. I don't think we've talked about that, but. It's a good time. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, well for, for me, I mean, I mean, what a bloody privilege, you know, to be able to do it, mm. to have the, 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 the finance to be able to do it, to have the, the body yeah. that can even allow me to start, you know? So what I, what I have worked through, is when I'm out there, even on long training days, when I'm, I'm feeling crappy, that I just take a step back and go, what a bloody privilege, you know, like, and 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 really heavy into the why. Like, I want to do this because it's a feat of human endurance. Selfishly, it's, you know, there's my ego pushing me to see, let's see how far I can go. Uh, I want to push myself to my limit and find that out. I talk a lot about like getting comfortable with being uncomfortable and that's where magic happens. Well, shit, if, if I can't find it here, I probably won't ever find it. So let's, let's push that from an internal perspective. That's what I'm, that's what, like, I, I quite enjoy really being uncomfortable. So I'm really looking forward to that. And then like, I'm really, really lucky to link with a few charity partners. So that keeps me driving as well. And then for these two sitting to my right as well is like, they've given up 
and sacrificed so much and not only them but their families my families our friends that we've just upped and left and i've missed things because of this that i've got to give it all back to them you know and and for me succeeding is me paying them all back and all my partners and sponsors you know that that's it's it's for me it's really easy to, to it's transcended just me and my adventure to a big group of people that are right behind me and so supportive that i just don't want i honestly i don't want to let anyone down pretty bloody good place to start from mm -hmm. And that's that's a lovely thing to remember. And you know, as you sort of talk about some of these organisations, and you talk about this why, because I've you know again in my research I've come across, you know, you're all about the uh, big hairy audacious goal. You're all about you know finding your why, and that's a big part of this adventure is sharing that story and obviously trying to encourage people. Um, because, you know, if I understand this correctly, it's to go, I am just a bloke that, you know, found myself a bit chonky and went, mate, I'll just start, you know, one foot in front of the other. And before you know it, you can probably take on something a bit bigger. And I think there's a wonderful message in that. Um, you know, I, I'd love for you to share about how, you know, how that's become such a big part of what you do. Yeah, well, where do I start there? I, I mean... Yeah, I was unfit and unhealthy, and I started to move. And it, and I, and I say this, and I've got a little video, and every single one of my friends has mocked me. Where is um, running like saved my life, and then running became my life, um, and that's really true in that in that it gave me a purpose, it gave me a focus. Physically, yeah, hugely beneficial. Mentally beneficial, emotionally beneficial. Gave me something to push to. Something that I was really—I just found a passion in it. I found a passion in how hard it was, um, but how rewarding it was. Similar to like when we get at, at the gym together, and that that effort you put through, and then you succeed, and you finish, and you're like, "How good was that? I can't wait to push myself again." Um, and that can be anything. It doesn't have to be physical. Um, it can be in any goal that one sets themselves to like keep working at it, be consistent over time and get to the end. Um, so I, I guess I just, I started one day and, and I, and you're right. Like I was like, I, I, I tell a story of my very first ever triathlon that I entered and there were 78 participants and I finished 75th and I think two or three didn't finish. It, it meant that I came second last across the line. So you don't have to be the best. You've just got to want to be better than what you were yesterday. Mm -hmm. You know, by no means do you have to be do you have to be at the top of the tree to try anything or achieve anything because the only person I'm ever competing against, save for the world record, which is which is a relative phenomena, but I'm only doing this for me to to challenge me. And if there's if that you know if I succeed in other ways around there, but the biggest success for me is people coming and joining the three of us to run or and and meeting like we're going to meet the most amazing people. And see the most amazing things as well like, and so people come with me and tell me their journey i want people to come and join in i want to build that and like like Chell, um, liz said earlier about being the class clown is that i like to bring everyone in and and be really like sometimes probably overly familiar <laughs> with um with people but i like to get familiar and, and and build relationships i'm a really relationship guy i, I like to meet and greet and and just hear people's and listen to people's stories so that's i mean that's another driver and i want everyone to do that like everyone like always another thing i always say i seemingly say a lot of things but is that no, you do. <laughs> if you could bottle that that if you could bottle that feeling 
of succeeding or completing something that you've set out to do and you could sell that, you'd be the richest person on the planet. Because that there's no better feeling than when you set out to do something and you achieve it, then that euphoric, you know, feeling is just, it doesn't, I don't care what it is, just, and then commit to starting and you can't really lose. Well, Chelsea and Liz, because you've been hanging around with Tim so long and you've been listening to these Timisms, um, what's your big, hairy, audacious goal? Do you have one each or do you have a combined one? Uh, I think our first one would be to survive and not kill each other. I mean, number one. Fair. I feel like we could all agree on that. Um, I have said, oh, I think this was a bit silly of me. I don't know what I was thinking at the time. Um, but I have said to Tim that I will run the first 5Ks with him every Saturday that we are away. Nice. Mm. You'll Maybe. be sick of being in the car, so I, actually it'll probably yeah. be quite nice. I think so. I think 5Ks is doable. I like right? that. Yeah. yeah. So that's my goal for while we're away. Start small. Sweet place to do your running interview too. <laughs> yeah. See how Tim's going. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Liz? Oh, for, the, for the trip. That's a hard question. Mate, I want yours, not just the trip. Yeah. Oh, this is about doing? you. This wants to do 10 chin-ups unassisted. Yeah. <laughs> nine this morning. No, so almost not, there, baby. Almost, almost there. there. What a unit. <laughs> um, oh, <clears throat> that's such a tough question. I don't really, I don't know. I, one of our charity partners is the Lung Foundation of Australia, which is Tim has um, very generously got them on board um, because it means something to me. I lost my mother to lung cancer. So I guess one of my big goals for my life is to, I don't know, I just, I would like to change the lives of people with lung cancer um, whether that's like just by raising awareness, getting rid of the stigma, raising money. Um, <clears throat> I want to continue doing that and I want to, I want lung cancer research to get to a stage where, you know, people don't have to suffer like my mum did. I know this has taken like a really serious turn, but, yeah, I think that's probably one of my big goals and I think also just to make this trip the most amazing trip for all of us um yeah because I think yeah yeah just mean a lot I'll add to to Liz's thing as well though that that's one of the reasons why yeah we have I've been lucky to have three charity partners and one is the Lung Foundation of Australia because of Liz's story and Liz's you know selflessness and helping, I mean, again, she undersells herself raising $130,000, just off on her own for for Lung Foundation Australia, which is which is massive. And my big hairy audacious goal for for the for these two and, and myself probably as well is this this run becomes our lifestyle and becomes how we potentially make a living moving forward. We we don't, you know, the, the last thing I want us to do is like land back. In Brizzy, break the record, you know, a heap of cheering and hoo haring along the way, and then go back to lives as they were. I want people to see that, you know, life can be so much more and open and 
and that and that we get back here and you know it's not a you know a little bit of ego again but but it's not that we're celebrities but it's that that, that you can achieve cool stuff if you have the courage to start mm. and if like, the three of us who would uh, the most not like well not normal but um but just <laughs> regular yourself, regular yeah. <laughs> i think we could speak for the three of us <laughs> just regular folk can do can at least attempt cool stuff you know and that's what that's what i want to happen and then out grow from there and we go and push it to you know young people and kids kids get such a rough rough end of the pineapple now about how life's so easy for them and they don't work hard and it's and you know some of it potentially true but but i think they get you know a bit stiff so just to show them yeah let's like try it try it when you're young because you don't have to worry about failing failing's not giving it a crack sort of thing so well, I, I think we've already figured out half of this. I mean, obviously, we've got your speaking tour on the other side of this. We've got mm -hmm. Tim's book of sayings. Um, <laughs> you know, we're I'm going to add the pineapple. Yeah, <laughs> the, 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 the pineapple one. We'll have to rewind that Pointy and figure it. Pointy end of the pineapple. Yeah. Like rough, um, end. Rough, rough end. Rough, rough end of the pineapple. Rough end of the pineapple. You don't want that end. <laughs> Mate, I don't want either end of the pineapple. <laughs> Have you looked at a pineapple? Yeah, I don't think there's a, that, yeah, they're both on the pineapple. pretty bad. <laughs> I don't care which end you attack it from. <laughs> but look, and, and thank you for sharing um, because obviously that, you know, that's a that's a hell of a thing for you to be sharing um, with us this morning as well, you know, when we sit here and ask you about your why. And it has all been, you know, um, pretty cheery. But there's, you know, we've all got our, our struggles and things that we, you know, battle with. And, and I think that it is also a lovely chance, you know, for people to share those as well, because, you know, I'm confident you guys are going to have some, you know, a vulnerability um, on your way. And it's, it's lovely to share that as well, that, you know, you haven't just built up a superhuman persona, which I must say, Tim, you do wear quite well. Um, <laughs> yeah, on the outside, but yeah, there's <laughs> a lot of trepidation on the inside. But I think, I think confidence breeds confidence as well. So if I'm not confident that I can do it, what you know what like the people coming with me aren't going to have that that confidence as well so but behind closed doors i am shitting myself don't yeah that that is absolutely the truth but but i i've done the work you know i've i've set the plan i've got the best people in my corner and the doing the work thing i did also want to ask about that how long have you actually been training for this when, when did you wake up and go, oh, how did you even find this? How did you even see some dude ran around the world in 434 days? Well, that, that that's that's how it all started back in 2017. I was com competing my first ever ultra marathon. So I'd never done anything like it. And, we're, and it was a like a semi-supported event. So I had to carry everything that I needed. And sorry, an ultra marathon for like, you know, regular chonkers like myself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, mate, what's an ultra marathon? So... An ultra marathon is defined as any an official race anything longer than a marathon being the forty two point one nine five kilometers. Um, so you see a lot of ones around southeast Queensland that are, you know, sixty, a hundred, hundred and sixty. They call it the miler, so it's a hundred miles. They're like the day, or they take up to two days to finish. The stuff that I race is the multi day, so you get sort of plonked in. Not normally nice locations usually desert and arid and hot and gross and um, like rainforesty type scenarios and you've got say 300 anywhere from sort of 250 to 500 kilometers to cover in seven days and you've got to carry everything everything that you need so all your own food all your sleeping uh the only thing that you get is like a marquee to sleep under sometimes it's a tent sometimes it doesn't have walls 
um, and then and then you get water, but you rationed water, so you can't just use it willy nilly. You get a few certain number of liters each day, um, and once that's gone, that's it. You can't um, you can't use any more of it. So uh, so that's how I got into it, and that was my first one. The first time, and I talk about being a fish out of water in the Simpson Desert. I was nowhere. I didn't have a clue what I was getting myself into. But on the plane out there, one of those ones that usually falls out of the sky, we're on one of those things. And I was sitting next to a, a guy reading a book. And um, he was doing the race and he was reading this book. And this book was written by a gentleman by the name of Tom Dennis, who was from Sydney. And in 2013, he was the first person ever to run around the world officially, according to what is now the official records. And I was like, Tom Dennis, I know that name because I read the race list and I'm like, I swear he's doing this race. And next minute from the toilet came this guy and sat behind us and it was Tom sitting behind us on the plane next to a guy. I was sitting next to a guy reading his book. So that was 2017. So that was, that was, that I just spoke to Tom throughout the week and I was like, mate, I've got to do this. And he's like, absolutely. I'll help you where I can. So I just kept talking to him over the next couple of years. And then it just it just evolved from there, um, and and I've just haven't I haven't stopped running again. I talk consistency. I've just been consistent over a long period of time. I've put in some extra miles in the last sort of six to eight months, but it's just I'm relying on the consistency over time and the actual event to get fit. You know, my body. I know that the first four to six weeks of everything I've read about, you know, ultra tests is that the four, first four to six weeks of putrid. Your body just adapts. Your body's injured. Your body's in pain. Your body's screaming at you to stop. But if you get through that, then it just goes, Tim, all right, you're waking up today. You know what you got to do. Go at it. So We'll remind you of that too. Don't worry. Yeah. Well, and that's and that's right though. And that's, and that's exactly right. Like if I'm out there on my own, it's easy to say, I'll just sleep today. But with these guys in my corner saying, you got to get going. Because have I read this correctly, that you're going to have like, your your total rest days is like 17 is it'd be it? about yeah about that so i'm hoping it might be more again that's that's the plan but the plan may change i've been doing some more thinking lately about is a rest day actually the best thing for me to take a complete rest what will my how will my body respond will my body just seize up am i better off doing two lighter days than having a complete day off um, but yeah, so about, about a rest day, how we've tried to plan it out is a rest day every fortnight. Um, and that, and that is including travel days as well. So we've got to be really smart with the times, like booking times, but we travel lucky we're heading East. So time sort of works in our favor, especially going over the date line to start with, we make a day up and although that sounds so, you know, insignificant when you're when you're trying to cover so many Ks so quickly that everything, every day actually matters. Because where are the parameters for this? I mean, is this like a Guinness world record? I'm trying to think of where, where do they maintain the world? Because, I mean, look, the only experience I have in world record, you might have walked past our Cigarelli machine. Yeah. Uh, my brother is actually number two in the world. Uh, really? So working towards the number one. So that that is wow. that is all our experience in world records so. is on a 1997 version of Sega Rally 2 Arcade. Um, Still counts. And, you know, look, again, the, and there's very serious protocol of how that has to be run. Yep. I assume that there's some protocol that you guys have to meet to stay within, you know, within the bounds of what constitutes a record. Where, yeah. where is that hell? So, so 
the governing body is called the World Runners Association. Um, and they're based in Canberra, which is really fortuitous. You know, it's just a phone call. And Tom is actually like, so anyone, anyone that completes the run is a member of the, of the association. So it's a very small group of people, but Tom is, Tom is on there. So Tom's been giving, giving feedback to me. So the, there are rules. So, I mean, the rule, the rules are the minimum distance to cover is 26,232 kilometers. You have to pass every line of longitude in one direction. So we're heading east. You have to run um, on a minimum of four continents. And for a continent to count, you have to run a minimum of 3,000 kilometers on that continent. And you have to start from within one kilometer of the ocean on one side and finish one kilometer of the ocean or major water inlet on the other side. Um, you you have right? to, yeah. And you have to start every day exactly the same place where you finished the day before so you can't for instance finish say 10 k's out of a town drive into the town and then keep going from that town you have to drive back to to where you finished and that's where the logistics becomes even more challenging because i don't want to run any more than 26,232 kilometers i want it to be my 26,000 oh and the other one is you have to start and finish in this exact same place to hit that. So that's the loop. So South Bank, Brisbane will be the start and the finish line. So I want that to be my 26,232nd kilometer. Like I don't want to have to run like an extra day to get home. Mm. So that's where the logistics come in. And that's when plotting the route is simple because you're just looking for Ks early, but at the back end, you might either be A, looking for the fastest way, or if things have changed throughout the run, you've got to add distance. So that's why we're finishing with Australia yeah. because it's the known, known out of everything. So we can add and subtract where we need to. At the moment, we, we're hitting every capital city in Australia on the way home just for a laugh. Um, but if oh, there's a part of me that as I, there's a part of me that as I'm thinking <laughs> yeah, <that's the> laugh. <laughs> is that I'd rather not, like I'd rather we'd done enough Ks and we can just, just crow fly it straight 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 to, uh, straight to brizzy but it's also going to be summer and we have to run across the nullarbor so i know i'm like <laughs> you guys just I'm don't not, like i'm not like... sure who thought about this because <laughs> i don't think it was tim because <laughs> I, I was looking at the the map and i'm like okay so you're coming in western australia and you just get a bang through there i'm like not sure if you've driven that before or like been through there no. it's um yeah uh, i mean i don't have to run so i think Desolate? i will be fine yeah I think it'll be Tim. And it's but not that's the challenge. Mm. He'll be right. Yeah. yeah. Well, Should that's be. why, and that's Should why I'm. Right. Right. Yeah. That's why only Should five people it. have done it, I suppose. <laughs> so five people is the the total number that have ever even attempted. Or well, completed. I don't know. I don't know attempted. I don't know this the numbers completed. on it. This is completed. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, my head's hurting. Um. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Oh, mate. It's, it's a lot of logistics, and you yeah. don't want, you know, from our perspective. We don't want to do all the logistics while Tim's running yeah. and then him finish it and say, oh, well, actually at this point you missed this. Yeah. So it's a, a little bit of pressure. We're going back out to long range. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know, yeah. Back to Europe. Yeah. 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 We missed you that. Missed a spot. You, you actually started three steps short exactly. yeah, in the middle exactly. of Cambodia. We're just going to zip back yeah. and run that little piece. We have to do 10K loops around South Bank. Yeah. Just yeah. Run and, run and, run. And, and so you guys have to track that. Is there a way, like, do you GPS it or do you diarize it? How do you? So, so both they, all they want is to us to track it as many 
possible ways as we can. So yeah. we'll have GPX files through our GPS trackers. Um, and then uh, we just write down the GPS coordinates each morning. So luckily with all the technology and, you know, phones and, and watches and stuff now, that's, that's quite easy. We'll just take a screenshot of the GPS coordinates at the start of each day, at the end of each day. And just marry them up as long as, as as well as the GPX files, simply because you know there's obviously a fair few, oh not doubters, but potential. You know, like the more information I can give to show, look, this is my heart rate. My heart rate's not 80 beats a minute. I'm not sitting in the back of the van whilst we're driving along at 10 k's an hour. Um, and while that might be bloody tempting at some stages, you know, like I just want I want to be clear that like it's just. It's transparent. That's why I want people to come and run with me mm. to see that, hey, shit, he is running every day. It's not, this is not a joke. He is, he is hurting. And we'll get that footage through. too, don't you worry. And that, yeah. We'll and have that you footage. back. Yeah, exactly right. Like, yeah, no doubt. When I'm at my absolute <laughs> lowest, these guys days. will be there with the camera. Like, Tim, tell We've us something. We've been told to capture the tears. Yeah. The tears. <laughs> no, I, I want you to ask Tim to tell you something inspirational. Like, while he's just broken. <laughs> Are we talking about the pineapple? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me the pineapple story, yeah. Tim. Take it out is what I'll be saying. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Tim, Tim, come on. Oh. Tim, Seriously, who's doing your PR training? Yeah. <laughs> That's what all right. PR That's what I said. When, when you're on Jimmy, Fi- Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon, do me a favour and take a pineapple. Oh. As, a, <laughs> as a gift. As a gift. <laughs> and go, don't sit on the wrong end. Yeah. <laughs> Now, I'm conscious of your time. I'm not going to keep you too much longer, but there's a few things I do want to cover off. So in terms of your start, you're kicking this off at South Bank because if people want to come, I mean, this is a big part of it. If they, if they want to come and run alongside you, come and cheer, bring the kids along, give you a high five, you know, how, how, can, how can we do that? Yeah, so next, so next Saturday, the 3rd of December, is kickoff day. Um, Again, the whole premise is I want to get people moving, people active in a community setting. And I don't think there's much better way to do that than the park run. Um, so that's why South Bank Park Run, I'd love everyone, you know, friends, family, friends of friends of family to come down. Um, 7 a.m. Uh, will be the official start um, of the run. And, and yeah, we'll complete the five-kilometre circuit around the South Bank Park Run and then I'll keep going. But yeah, that ultimately that's where I want everyone to come down. There's a record. I'd love to break the record for Australia's biggest park run, if not the world's biggest park run. It's a pretty big park run. I'll be like, no, mate, it's finished. And you're like, yeah, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so we can come down and do that. Now, the other part about this, and, you know, we were chatting about this before we sort of jumped on here. With, this doesn't happen, you know, through magic beans and good luck. Um, you've obviously got some wonderful corporate partners and you know this is an adventure that you know is at this point only partially funded you know you've got enough to keep you out of trouble for a little while i think that this is sensational and i was going to tell you i'm going to chuck in a few dollar dues for you as well um because i'm blown away by this whole exercise and i i mate if i can help you run for another couple of days and i think that's wicked um and if there are other people out there that go this bloke's a legend. These two are like even bigger legends um, to keep this keep this man. Absolutely. I mean, mate, you've got to know where the real powerhouse is. Um, how can people support you? Yeah, so two two ways. Well, the easiest way is if they jump on my social media, uh, Timmy R. Franklin on Instagram. There's a link there. And that's just a, a GoFundMe 
page and they can make a donation through there. Or if they want to get in um, contact about a corporate partnership, then please do so through my webpage, um, which is timrunstheworld.com um, or just DM again through the social social mediums and, and we'll get back to you uh, as quickly as possible. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Well, that's it. You got to have a little uh, thing there that says, "I'm just running 63 kilometers, but I'll get back to you as my head of office." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then the other thing that we had to announce is obviously it's not just your uh, socials, but your pit crew <laughs> now <laughs> has some socials. We do pit yeah. crew. How can we follow you guys? Um, so we have created a Instagram page called "This Is How We Crew It." And um, basically, <laughs> don't laugh, Tim. Basically, be it. it'll just be all the behind-the-scenes footage of how we're preparing for the trip, and just all the stuff that you're not going to see on Tim's main page. Mm-hmm. All the emotion, the trials, the carpool karaoke, mm, the funny conversations that get a bit weird. Mm. That's yeah. okay. The, the pineapples, mocking, no doubt, no <laughs> doubt. The no mocking pineapples, me. yes, yeah, but. a bit, yeah, a bit more over the real life behind the scenes of how mm. we're actually traveling, I guess. Which I think is amazing, yeah. um, because I think it will be very hard for you, Tim, to document on top. I'm confident you'll find a way, um, but you know, in terms of like that media creation as well. Mm. You know, they, they're certainly going to be your right hand mm. in, you know, documenting that journey for you and I assume updating, you know, helping to update your socials yeah. and all that sort of yeah. stuff as well. So this is how we crew it. Yep. Um, have you got a song for that yet? Have, um, you, have you got that? I don't know if you would believe it, but it goes, this is how we crew it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! Yeah, I, I was really because I it, it felt like you know if you ever went to the R and B room at Fridays, like it, you know, yes. I'm imagining. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. yeah, that's where I think that's this is going to go. That's that's your theme song. <laughs> now, there, is there anything specifically that you guys are looking for that you need? Like aside from good old fashioned dollary do's, is there anything that you guys need on your world travels? Anything that you you need to help kick this journey along? Well, that's a really good question. And the answer is yes. I, I mean, um, any electronics that can help us capture all all the adventures would be would be unreal. Um, I think if there's any anyone with any contacts to say food companies or corporations that are global that can assist us in, you know, in providing food. Um, oh, anything else, ladies? Is there accommodation partners? Yeah, accommodation partners, absolutely. That's a great one. Um, again, globally, uh, but even households that will open up their house to us. Um, and then the big one is an uh, apparel. Anyone out there that know, you know, Phil Knight or or someone or Mr. Lululemon or <laughs> Mrs. Lululemon, Mrs. Lululemon, the Lululemons, yeah, um, that 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 may point us in the right direction. That would to be willing to you know jump on what I think is pretty pretty cool sort of adventure a fuel company would probably help too a fuel company yeah. yeah absolutely fuel company uh global rv group jaco caravans great people at jaco caravans if they're listening um yeah i mean whoever and and just mum and dads yeah. as well like just I, reach out just reach out help, if if the story resonates with you and you want to help because that's like i'm only meeting you guys for the first time today and it feels like you're hanging out with people that you've known forever like there's there is a vibe here that is just sensational and 
you know, I've got to say that because I think it's really wonderful. Like what you guys are doing is obviously crazy, but it's, you know, it's a real credit to the type of humans that you are, that this is very selfless, that, you know, you guys are giving yourself to this and to this project and to each other, you know, in a, you know, a trust and a bond. And, you know, this is going to be truly an adventure of a lifetime. And, you know, this will be something that you'll look back on because, you know, we're at that early stage now and, you know, there's a lot to come. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this is something you'll look back on for the rest of your lives. This is very special. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's that's a, one of the drivers as well, isn't it? Like, obviously, yeah, this is – I've gone all in, you know, financially, physically, emotionally into the into this process. But I, I quite often catch myself thinking, like, when if I make sort of 80, um, that, like – I've got like a grandchild on my knee and I'm telling them, well, they're asking me questions about that time that grandpa ran around the world, like mm. just like, and just re- just talking about it. Like just they're, they're, this one time and uh, yeah, that's, I can't wait for that sort of stuff. And look on that bloody wonderful note, I'd like to wrap this up. Mm-hmm. I would like to say thank you, Chelsea, Liz, Tim. I, I'm so grateful that you guys could come and spend some time with us this morning and share a little bit about your journey and a little bit about what you what you're going to do um so we can support you so we can jump on yeah timrunsworld.com uh timmy r franklin um on instagram uh this is how we crew it mm-hmm. and again i'll put links to all of these so that can people can jump on and uh yeah follow the adventure but i also asked you off here um just in case you dogged me and said absolutely not uh, <laughs> <laughs> so wait, who is this guy <laughs> Um, that, you know, I'd love to check in with you guys while you're out on the road. So I'll be talking to this as well. We, you know, this is how we crew it yep. um, to, to get in front of you. Cause I'd love to stay in touch with you through this journey and uh, just, you know, find out how the whole thing's traveling. <laughs> so if you're still friends and yeah, see if you're all still friends or whether you now have three cars, <laughs> and you're like, Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That'd be awesome. Because, yeah, I'd, I'd love to follow this journey. We've got, you know, a year and a bit. Yep. It's and all happening. I, I think this is just awesome. Well, guys, thank you. I'm going to wrap it up here. So Tim runs the world. Wow. These guys are out of control. Hey, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>